Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Quad Shot, where we help you down and digest the day's most pertinent cancer news. It's October 28, 2019, and this is The Quadcast. As we announced last week, we're making a transition to the podcast version of The Quad Shot, also affectionately known as The Quadcast. We are going to be releasing a once-a-week summary starting next week of the highlights from the email newsletter with the goal of providing more depth, more background information, and really just making the overall product higher quality and um, in a very easy-to-digest manner that will be coming out um, approximately once a week. Additionally, we're going to have another component to the quad shot and that is going to be interviews. Uh, several people have expressed interest and have uh, discussed with us that the interview format is very informative, particularly when we are talking to leaders in the field or people that are in charge of practice changing publications. And so this is going to be a goal of the quad shot. We hope to bring that to you. Uh, in this week in which we are transitioning, we're going to be releasing some interviews that we conducted at Astro 2019 on some of the latest and greatest data that was presented at that meeting. And um, up first, we've got Kevin Liu, who is talking about neuroblastoma. Specifically, he will be discussing his work on COGAMBL0532, which was a trial in which patients with gross residual disease received 36 gray as compared to the historic standard of 21.6 gray. And he will be discussing the impact that the higher dose of radiation had on local tumor control. So let's cut to the live track where we recorded at Astro 2019. And do excuse the background noise as we were live at a conference. Here's Kevin Liu. Here we are with Kevin Liu, and I um, want to give him an opportunity just to talk a little bit about his research and his findings and ask a, a couple of specific questions. Uh, so can you just give us a little bit of an overview? Sure. Um, so neuroblastoma is the most common extracranial solid tumor in childhood, and one group of patients who have worse outcomes is the high-risk neuroblastoma group. And so one of the areas that we know contributes to treatment failure is local regional relapse. And so there's been a lot of efforts to try to figure out new ways to tackle local regional failure. And one of the strategies that was just investigated on the most recent high-risk neuroblastoma protocol was to look to see if radiotherapy dose escalation would help. And the conclusion is really that it didn't really make a difference in the local control rates, um, obviously compared to historical controls. And so the recommendation now is to not do an additional boost to gross residual uh, disease that's present um, after post-surgery and at the end of induction. That's excellent. Uh, It's great work and certainly adds a lot to the field and our understanding of best approaches. I think the burning question for all of the listeners right now is how did you become so big time as a PGY2? No, uh, um, a lot of it is luck. And um, so I actually, at the end of fourth year of medical school, um, thought that um, I wanted to do pediatric oncology. 
And so um, one of my friends actually was interested in radiation oncology. And so we wanted to work together on like one last project together mm -hmm. and kind of explore that. And we ended up um, just um, cold emailing um, Dr. Haas Kogan, mm -hmm. um, who was amazing and very willing to engage us. Mm -hmm. And over time, um, she converted me to radiation oncology. And so kind of awesome. for the rest of fourth year of medical school, I started working with her on a number of different projects. And I was just very lucky that this trial had already finished and the data had essentially just matured in time mm -hmm. um, and I was very lucky to get the opportunity to kind of work with the children's psychology group um, and kind of analyze the data Excellent. with Dr. Huskogan. So, Excellent. Yeah. What would you say was the most challenging part of the whole process? So I think that um, I think the, the thing that I've learned the most certainly mm -hmm. from all of this analysis is just how study design really matters mm. and that certainly with historical comparison groups there mm. are a lot of caveats no matter how we do the trial that um, are imperfect mm -hmm. and you know obviously with rare diseases having a perfect trial design is very very hard and so we work with a lot of imperfect data and so a lot of it is understanding and having been a part of many difficult conversations about how to compare the groups, what to include and not include in the comparison, um, I think brings out very interesting, certainly concepts to apply, you know, in the future mm -hmm. to trial design. And, you know, one of the main things here is that there just wasn't going to be enough power to do a randomized mm -hmm. boost, no boost mm -hmm. on the trial. And when you compare in retrospect to historical data, you just don't know how much of the different contributions of differences in treatment that may be slight, but may contribute to your ultimate finding. Um, but it's been great to just be a part of those discussions and hear those thoughts from all the different, very senior mm -hmm. uh, pediatric oncologists and um, radiation oncologists in this matter. So did the results surprise you? So I think that, you know, of course, we're always hopeful that whatever question we have at hand does make a difference in a positive way for patients. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's always a little disappointing that a trial, no matter you know what it is, um, ends up having a finding that doesn't support your hypothesis. I think one of the things that surprised me um, certainly is just the low rate of local regional relapse in the historical cohort arm. Mm -hmm. And I think in particular, something to look at would be the Von Allman paper from JCO, I think in 2017, um, which looked at the surgical resection group um, mm -hmm. and found that the patients with greater than 90% resection um, did better. And the group that um, had less Ooh. than 90% resection or equal to 90% resection um, ended up having about a 19% local relapse rate. But if you look at the cohort of patients who ultimately received radiation and also had gross residual disease, the local relapse rate was about 7%. Mm. And so it's suggestive that some patients with gross residual disease after surgery didn't actually make it to radiation mm -hmm. on trial. Right. It's unclear why that's the case, but it's certainly something that's interesting mm -hmm. um, and something that surprised me during the analysis. I think this is excellent. Uh, just one final thing. Do you have any advice to anybody out there that may be a listener maybe a reader of the quad shot in terms of how to have these opportunities and sort of take advantage of, of sort of your station in life. Uh. Sure. Um, I think 
a lot of what's happened in my life is all, you know, in part by luck and people you meet make a very big difference. And I think that things to take away that, you know, certainly is don't be afraid to email people that you want to work with. The worst that could happen is that they don't respond or say no. Mm -hmm. um, and the best thing is that they take you under their wing and give you opportunities that you wouldn't have had otherwise. And the next part is, in general, I try not to say no to right. things. And because you never know, you know, what kind of project might take you in one direction or the other. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously, there's all these time constraints in our lives. But I think figuring out what you want to prioritize mm -hmm. in life um, mm -hmm. is really important. And I think, when you get opportunities like these mm -hmm. to say yes and you know kind of run with it mm -hmm. and i think it's always great to have an um, a mentor who's mm -hmm. behind you 100 percent and it believes in you and trusts in you and i think that in itself helps give you a lot of confidence as well well that's wonderful thank you for your time uh, kevin we're, we're really glad that you you took the time out to uh to talk with us and uh, we are live from astro 2019 here on the quadcast Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This concludes today's episode of The Quad Shot. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating and subscribing to our podcast. Also, check out our website at www.quadshotnews.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We'll catch you next time.